Hello and welcome to another lockdown special episode of the UK Airshow Review Podcast, the podcast we started when we had no airshows to review, back in the first lockdown. Uh, my name's Sam Wise, aka Wissam24, and with me tonight are Ian Garfield, Ian G on the forum, Tom Jones, Tommy on the forum, Dan Ledwood, Leadhead27 on the forum, and Dominic Vickery, Dom Vickery on the forum. Hey! Wow! <laughs> Also, I I know why this that went so well is because we started this podcast at seven fifty seven, which is a plane, <laughs> which is a plane. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to start again. I, I'm not Sorry. having that. Should be. We oh, should start. We should start next week's podcast at seven sixty seven. Wait, seven six seven or seven sixty seven? Are you an American or seven six seven? Correct. Um, I it actually genuinely winds me up when I hear Americans going like seven forty seven. Oh, it's seven four seven. It's fewer. It's fewer syllables for starts. You're saving time. Seven four seven five seven six. I'm glad we've cleared that up. Yeah, so we, we've cleared that up, and as you can probably tell, we're not even in lockdown yet, and we're already going mad again. Um, I'm just looking forward to the quizzes. <laughs> yeah, I still need to write another quiz. I was going to do that this afternoon, but I played um, video games instead. So, <laughs> <Nerd>. um, <laughs> but I will. I'll do. I'll put a quiz together this week, and we could do one next weekend, maybe. Uh, I look forward to getting them all wrong. <laughs> Do you know what? So, do the, you know what the, I was thinking about? The prospect of was... Christmas lockdown quizzes is just. Oh. <laughs> Name the Christmas song. There's no, you know what I was of, thinking about? There's no so, amount of alcohol in the world. Sorry. So, for what it's worth, the the quizzes that we've done. So, back at the beginning of first lockdown, when everyone in the world started doing pub quizzes because it's what happened for some reason, and we were doing in the UK staff room, we were doing our own quizzes. And I did the first one because I sort of modified it from a, a quiz we had I'd done with work. And we since then we did maybe half a no, we did three or four. And every single one was either won by me, Dan or Gordon. Uh did you win one, Tom? Yeah, I hosted. So basically half the staffers won half <laughs> But 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 it was always <laughs> but it was always the same people. Um, and I've just realised this is a fantastic segue for what we're going to talk about tonight, but, we, but we're going to talk about something a little bit before that. Um, and I realised that the reason being is that because I started off doing it, all the questions that I set on the aviation theme were all themed around basically the sort of nerdy aviation stuff I like and that I find interesting. And there's only, you know, we've all got sort of different tastes and different things were interesting different styles of interest in in the hobby and so the kind of people who share that same interest kind as me so people like dan and i think tom and gordon in particular the people i would name as as the people who have that same particular type of interests and and the sort of things you remember as well so rather than just being generic specs like ranges and fuel efficient and all that sort of things it, it color facts that kind of thing that's who's naturally going to win those kind of competitions versus people who aren't versus the people on the staff team who aren't into that sort of thing and so i think it just became a bit of a a, a vicious cycle um because it just the the people then who did it were going to ask exactly the same kind of questions it was going to go back to the people who did it in the first place and oh don mate you're screwed then (laughs) sometimes i get what you mean like because because when i did my quiz um I did 
ones surrounding. Um, I think I, I did. I did one round that was sort of like aircraft Just of the sort. Stop talking quizzes. <laughs> <laughs> Say nothing. <laughs> Where's he gone? I've just, I just clicked off and then I've re- I've just clicked back on and he's not there. He he po- he, he wrote in it. Stop talking. Uh, keep talking quizzes for five minutes. I have an idea and I thought it'd be funny if we just immediately oh, stopped I'm, talking I'm not quizzes anymore. I I, I um, refrain from what I was saying. I can hear him in the background. That wasn't five minutes. We we weren't we weren't yeah, so talking yeah. quizzes, Tom. Oh, fuck. Are you serious? What? I just had to. <laughs> Ah, oh, well, that's not even what? worth it now. Oh, never mind. No, no, no. What that. were you going to do? You can't, you can't dangle that carrot. It can be, it, it can... Well, I happen to have the best book around. Uh, those stairs, man. <laughs> I mean, you said five minutes. It's all it's all, uh, it's all. the thing. Uh, Aviation's Most Wanted, the top ten book of winged wonders, lucky landings, and other aerial oddities. Let's flip to a page. Right. The, the highest number of aircraft produced. What do you mean highest Commercial. aircraft on order? As in numbers. As in as in whatever. Ever. Cessna one seven two, isn't it? Okay, next one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, alright. I wouldn't have got that one. Okay. Point is point is it's not niche. It's you know, it's it's for founding fathers of flight. The Wright brothers are ingenious, blah 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 blah. Who was the first English person to discuss flight in a serious or scientific manner? Does that mean, like, not down at the pub, then, with your mates? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, we should should fly a plane. (laughs) Newton, I don't know. (laughs) Sir George Bacon. Yeah, that checks out. Who, incidentally... As in the commentator. Was, was, was named after a very, very good meat. <laughs> what? I've never eaten George before. So, Are you... the big news from this week was that uh, the Hangar 11 <laughs> Russian Spitfire took to the air for the first time in its new scheme. <laughs> do, you want me to, do you want me to set you up for a better segue? Um, I used to have a biology which... teacher, right? And his name was Mr. White. And he used to say, I'm so famous, they named a paint after me. There you go. So the big news <laughs> this week was that the Hangar 11 uh, Russian Spitfire took to the air for the first time in its new paint scheme. Uh, much to everyone's delight, I think we've all been waiting that one to come out of the Hangar for a long time, actually. Mm. Um, yep. Going back to a, one of our very early podcasts, it's just it's really good to see a Spitfire that doesn't look like all the rest. Um, you know, that, 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 that lovely sort of new green different green color on it and the big red stars obviously it's just it's so good to not see one that's just in just in a battle of britain scheme like all the others are you know hold it back this <laughs> oh so much editing to do already. <laughs> leave that in i'm not saying it again leave that in as it is oh Make it sound like Sam's oh. been forced to say it, like it's like a Microsoft Sam <laughs> voice. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. It looks great, um, yeah, and it's fantastic. I love and it. It's nice. Yeah. And they've still got pegs, the Hurricane that they've sold to um, 
be converted into a two-seater, which I think is now flying. Mm. They've still got pegs on. Oh, on, yeah, look, yeah, that's, that's been done for a long yeah, yeah, well, well, exactly, right? So, so that happened ages ago. The Hurricane is still, or the Hurricane Bomber, is still on the Hangar 11 website because they've got like four aircraft either side of the logo. But now mm-hmm. the Russian Spit has replaced the P-40 and the Russian Spit is in the current scheme that no one knew about. So they've obviously like <laughs> changed it to include the Russian Spitfire and we're like, ah, we'll just leave the Hurricane. Um, so there we are. <laughs> and likewise, the, the P-51 on the actual aircraft page um, is still in its jumping jacks scheme. Although mm. it is on its it is in its um, tits scheme on the on the main logo front page, so get your website sorted out. Yeah, well, as a as a web developer, I'd be glad to offer my services to Hangar Eleven for <laughs> very competitive market rates. Um, yeah, no, it's I'm, I'm delighted to see. It. I mean, you, obviously, the sort of anything Soviet, the big red star on it tickles me anyway, but. Um, um, I think it's it's as you say it's an interesting story to tell because I mean a lot of people don't know that the Soviets flew Spitfires at all. Mm. They didn't love them particularly, um, and in fact I think he said I think isn't this the only Russian the actual Russian Spitfire airframe that survived out of a good thousand odd? I think so. Yeah. Um, they they apparently they they loved the, the Hurricane. They were they really found the Hurricane very useful in the sort of the early years of the war um obviously they were sent over as lend lease over as well a uh, little little brag here i actually um at the in fact well we, i don't know if it was the same one we saw at the museum tom because remember when we went to the vadim zatorozhny technical museum the yak factory bless you um and they had a hurricane there i don't know with if it's the stars. same airframe or whether sorry with red stars with red stars um because when i was there last year it um that we got it wasn't open to the public yet but we one of the guys I was with knew someone who volunteered at the museum so we had a little look around an exhibition that wasn't open yet and they had a hurricane in there if it was the same one I don't know but it was the first hurricane that was actually delivered to the Soviet Union like the first airframe oh nice so that was that was pretty cool but obviously it's not that's not Spitfire um, yeah I, it's it's very cool it's going to be interesting to see how they sort of sell it on the air show scene or, you know, maybe looking a year ahead perhaps at this point but um it might, you know, are Hangar 11 going to find it a harder sell to air shows as not, you know, in a Battle of Britain scheme and they're going to have to sell it as, you know, a different story in the same way that, they, you know, all the Bouchons have to get sold as ME 109s or BF 109s and all that. So, Or will it be easier because everyone's, everyone's a bit bored of seeing RF Mark Spitfires? And funnily enough, since, since that podcast, is this the third? non-RAF scheme Spitfire to fly I don't want to There's call Australian us I don't want to call us the seasons. most influential aviation enthusiast <laughs> website in the UK but, 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 but we told him to do it but we're clearly having an impact our next podcast title is going to be called Bigger Than Jesus um, <laughs> <laughs> the no but in in seriousness it's um, it is really good um, maybe um, uh, Hangar 11 will find it easier I don't think the public are ever going to get bored of a, of what particular scheme of Spitfire they see. Um, there's no. a good story to tell with a Russian Mark Spitfire, but for most people who attend air shows, a Spitfire is a Spitfire. But um, mm-hmm. Peter Teichman was um, was a really like he was committed to the UK air show scene. In fact, he's probably one of its I I would say one of its most devoted warbird pilots. Just when you look at the sheer numbers of air shows that he did, he didn't confine it to um, uh, 
specialist shows like Legends or perhaps Cosby or, or um, a couple of the Duxfords maybe Shoreham or something back in its day he I mean, he went everywhere he did all sorts mm. and I see I seem to remember enough, when I went to he... Tank I seem to remember when I went to Tank Day or Tank Fest at uh, the Tank Museum one time and he he took the uh, my I, I you know me I don't remember the registrations ever but the, the, the photo reconnaissance Spitfire he had um, did a display with that there 2015 I think um, whatever um and, and yeah, as you, as you say, it wasn't absolutely wasn't just the big UK air shows. So I was, I was when I was looking at the Russian Spitfire, I was trying to think of any other Western aircraft in Soviet markings that's been on the UK air show scene. I know obviously we have like Yak nines and Yak Yak threes, and we had you know the Lavochkin and stuff like that. And they're the not, they're not Western and stuff. Western aircraft, though, are they? No, no, no. But uh, no, what I'm saying is. Um, we've obviously had those, but when was the last time we had, or ev- ever, have we ever had a Western aircraft in Soviet markings? In on flying at an air show. May uh, I mean maybe in the fast U.S. warbird scene, there's been one. I would, I wouldn't know, but to my mind, I can't think so. A T6 Texan marked up as a. Well, yeah, but that doesn't count, does it? No. I the I know that the Soviet Air Force. Uh, operated a one Lancaster that ditched or, or uh, forced landed in a field in the USSR somewhere and flew that around for a while uh, in Soviet markings and interesting different paint jobs. So you know, what I'm saying is, if we are, if we do have the reach, we uh, we we now believe ourselves to. Uh, perhaps when um, PA four seven four is due for a new repaint. They might consider doing a tribute to the single <laughs> Lancaster that the Soviet Union <laughs> operated for, for about a year before they stopped. It'd be a miracle to get like a Canadian scheme or something. Actually, there might what, the, be. Yeah. the silver with the red sheet line. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's exactly what, yeah. Um, but, um, uh, you know, so Tyman, he, he really hit the UK airshow scene hard. In fact, he's done a, a hell of a lot as a warbird owner for UK airshows. Um, his his warbirds are some of the most regularly seen warbirds around, outside mm. of the specialist um, venues. But um, interesting, yeah. in, interestingly though, um, he made a quite vocal retirement from the airshow scene. He's then gone and done some extra airshows. He just seems to have taken a bit of a step back. So you know, um, in a normal airshow year, it'd be interesting to see how far his his Spitfire gets. I presume he'd want to show it yeah. off. Yeah. Um, which might mm. which might mean yeah. a, a sort of a back to normal type of thing, or he might just say, "Do you know what? This is just for me. You know, if a couple of people get to see it where I display somewhere, great." Um, so uh, yeah, yeah. The, the impression I got is that he retired himself and Hangar Eleven from being like you know a a, a major uh, air show participant operator that was just out on the market for everyone to bid for mm. to becoming where he he was basically picking and choosing what he wanted to do um and was more more it was for him and the things he wanted to do i mean imagine having imagine being in a position where you can pick and choose where you want to display your, your fleet of warbirds I was say not just that picking which warbirds you want to take as well and which you want to take but 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 i mean something like again doing doing this spitfire is, is a huge passion project as well because there's clearly got to be a an interest in that different history to do something like a Russian Spitfire, yeah. 
Well, it's been in the um, yeah, and, I, and I'm a big fan. It's been in the that Spitfire is. When was it picked up? In 1998 or something? So it's been over 20 years that it's yeah. it's been in the UK and Christ, I, I you know I'd have to go back through his Facebook posts and stuff, but it's been or on on the website, but um, it's been years since he's had it. It's been a real labour of love getting it completely. Yeah refurbed and redone and um, Teichman is a real sort of stickler for historical accuracy um, his mm. other f- you know the, the the rest of his fleet look awesome so um, yeah I, I was always um, I think I've, I've I don't think I've said this on a podcast before but watching his P40 display which was the first time I'd seen his P40 um, I think was really what got me into Warbirds um, it just sounded so good, and the display was sublime. And um, I think I was watching that at Cosford in 2012 or something, and it was just a fantastic, uh, fantastic display. So it'll always be a shame to me that he sold that. But um, yeah, can't wait to see the uh, a Russian spit. Mm. Now we need is a Mustang in communist Chinese colours. <laughs> <laughs> Overreaching a bit too much there, Sam. Well, they operated it. Yeah, true. I mean that'd be awesome. I'm I'm still I'm still absolutely I mean I, I guarantee if I am in a position to I will be forming the football war memorial flight. <laughs> I'm, I'm absolutely I'm not even joking about that. I make all I make all my jokes about the stuff I do with the other warbirds, but honestly, if one day I'm in a position to fly a Mustang and a Corsair, I'm one hundred percent doing the football war memorial flight. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> you could, you could yeah, I mean, some actual footballs on the airfield. I mean, I mean, if any warbird operators are listening to this and want to get in on that, who's you got know, a to sort of sort of <laughs> help me out and back me up? Then, then feel free. You know, it's 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 a serious project. I have, I, I know. Ian, you, know, you, I, Ian, you provided some photos of some Corsairs, didn't you? I did. A, yes. An, um, right, get on it then. Saw it out. them fighter sails. Yeah. <laughs> you should get a discount, surely. Nice plug. Oh, something off it. Mm. <laughs> A cut. Yeah, so, so get in touch. Sam, <laughs> Sam at airshows.co.uk. Um, <laughs> but I guess there's a n- nice little lead in into what we, we decided we were going to talk about. Because obviously it's something in our general chats we talk about what's interesting. You know, what, why, why do we find X, Y, and Z plane interesting over any other? Um, you know, we, we, we've all got our own individual tastes, but, you know, yeah, I haven't, I haven't really thought about how to lead into this, really. Um, but, the king of Segway. But, 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 but it's, it's trying to work out why we find X, Y or Z plane, whether that's a type, whether that's an individual airframe or just a particular type operated in a, by, by a particular country or such. Why, why we find some planes interesting and others, you know, less so. I mean, for example, I would find an A320 much less interesting than a 2154, for example. You know when you know then then they're both airliners they both do the same job to some extent not so much 2154s anymore because obviously the last not too many of them flying around anymore but um yeah i mean what, what are your guys thoughts on that what what do you find interesting do you ever think about why we sort of as a group of people find things more interesting than others my wife up and asked me why i find things so interesting up in the sky flying about mm. you get a whack on the arm and Carry on walking. Watch where you're going with the push chair. Suddenly you realise you're, you're the walking, c- walking the push chair in the middle of a bypass because you're just staring up like, ah, oh, plane. Get out the road. Oh, shit. Again. <laughs> I hope you don't live near the M16. 
hmm. moving on. <laughs> Less said that about that, the better. Um, I, I don't know what I find interesting about aircraft. I never have known what I find interesting about aircraft, and I've always had the rationale that it's one of those things that because I can't quite put my finger on it, that's sort of what makes it a little bit more special. If I could sort of mm. boil it all down into nuts and bolts and numbers and X, Y, and Z, I'm sure plenty of people can do that. Um, plenty of people are really interested in, say, the engineering marvel that is flight. Um, that's not really me. Um, so in terms of what, why I'm interested in aircraft, it's going to be such a douchebag response, but I genuinely couldn't tell you. And that's sort of what makes it a little bit more interesting. I'm hooked without knowing why I'm hooked. In the same way that I don't know, I don't know why I like particular music. I just enjoy that particular sound over something else. So here's the thing: is I think just obviously we all talk about planes every day as a group of people, you know, as our, our little social chat group. Um, I think probably most of us, I think, judging from everything I've read. Probably we all would find, say, a Rafale a more interesting aircraft than a Typhoon. Do you think that's fair? Yes. Yeah, but is that because we're used to seeing the Typhoon because it's part and parcel of being in the UK, or? So, but I, but I think Rafales are pretty. They're quite common. You usually get one at an air show here at some point, and we've all, well, well, we've you know we've all seen them. A lot of us have seen them overseas as well at points, and. Uh, so do you think it's a, a rarity thing? But then I think it's familiarity breeds contact. Yeah, I think, but then we were all familiar with tornadoes. Yeah, and, no, and, no one hates tornadoes. And, and look at look at how they were treated right up until about three or four, maybe five years before their retirement, and everyone was like, "Oh, cool, yeah, brilliant tornadoes, got to smash them." You know, I, I think about the 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 Mac Loop just um, as an example. When I used to live up in uh, Mid Wales. I had so many mm. days off that I could have gone to the loop and that I just decided not to and, and do other things and then sort of those last three four years I was like I've got to get some tornadoes got, I mean I had tornadoes anyway I was like I've got to catch as many as I can and I think um, uh, we remember tornadoes fondly in the same way that people probably remember lightnings as well um, so yeah I mm. think familiarity breeds contempt until you realise crap these things aren't going to be around for much longer and it'll be exactly the same with typhoons um Maybe it's the comparison. The, maybe it's the comparison as well. You compare them with the current fleet of things. So you compare. You know, Sea Kings would have been regular as dog muck, but that last show that all the Commando Sea Kings did at Yeovilton attracted quite a lot of people who wanted to see Commando Sea Kings for the last time, or that last display from an ASAC Seven in 2018, because they were like, "Crap, this is the last UK Sea King." 20 years ago, they would have been as common as muck. But people would have then been going, I've got to get the last Wessex, I've got to get the last Wessex. Mm. So um, you compare it to to the current fleet as well. You think, look at Sea Kings, they're awesome. They're much more charismatic than Merlins. Or, you know, Typhoons, much more charismatic. But, but, but you F-5s. love Merlins. Yeah, yeah that would have been a hard thing for you to say, Tom. No, yeah, I, but I do love Merlins. <laughs> but you look at Sea Kings, you think, oh, yeah, it's a proper older generation. In the same way that, you know, um, all sorts of stuff. I, like, I love Pumas. Um, they, I mean, I'm just a helicopter guy, or I love gazelles, but I'm sure I would have absolutely gone. I would have spaffed for for some more historic stuff, you know, way over the top. There's, of there's your bleep point, Ian. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but so, um, but I, th- I think 
or, or, or links, you know. We all took links for granted yeah. until those last couple yeah. of years. Yeah. And then you think Wildcats are pretty much the same thing. They're very similar dimensions. Cosmetically, they're very they're very clearly off the same page. All right, you know, you've got, um, they're hugely different actual helicopters, but cosmetically, they're quite similar. But you know, everyone was like, "Oh God, I've got to, I got I really missed the links. I've got to catch the links before they go." Um, so you, it's a case of both familiarity breeds contempt, but also you compare them to the modern stuff that's either replacing them or or is alongside them and that was the same with tornadoes and typhoons guarantee in 2007 2006 everyone would have been going spare for jacks and they would have gone ah it's just a tornado whatever and it'll be the same with typhoons Mm -hmm. i I think it's a generational thing i remember on the podcast that we did with tim prince and mentioned something obviously we're used to tornadoes and typhoons and things but the next generation you know, the I say the enthusiasts, the little kids that are you know ten years old or whatever that are going to air shows for the first time. Well, not now, but in the next few years or whatever, they're going to be used to F thirty fives and you know Raptors and all sorts of things. And they might not give a monkey so much about tornadoes and the older things that have retired and stuff. You know, to to them, uh, an F thirty five or an F twenty two is perhaps what a tornado or a Jaguar or a Lightning was to us and people that's slightly older see for me it's it's completely opposite i mean as it's been made perfectly clear on the podcast i love my civvy stuff um uh, shut up um, and for me as as interesting as the new stuff is i'm a bit like tom in the sense that it's slightly different for me because i used to fly um the sort of you know the technical aerodynamic all that principles of flight sort of stuff doesn't interest me quite so much as to say well, that's why I'm interested in planes it's the the new stuff doesn't do as much for me as what the old stuff does and I think Tom sort of touched upon that when he what he was just saying a minute ago in the sense that I always find oldest older stuff for me is more charismatic and inherently more interesting than the new stuff so Say for instance, but I'm what? But but my, my the, the point the question I'm asking really it should be trying maybe a bit more esoteric than just generational stuff. But what makes it interest? What what makes it charismatic? Well, like uh, there's a sense of because I think there are plenty of modern charismatic modern aircraft. No, I, I agree, but I think f- there's a sense of occasion when you see something like um, I don't know something like an Antonov 12 or something like that which is you know it's got smoke pouring out the back it sounds you know unlike anything else modern you know you take an A3 you compare and contrast the sound of a new A320neo and a 737 Max or something similar they sound the same you know it's it's so much more identifiable than nowadays I mean I, I I'm quite happy to shoot anything i like general aviation stuff i like warbirds right, american police just 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 edit it out but leave next week edit it out but leave an empty gap and then just have dom saying that's an edit <laughs> <laughs> do, um, that. do that every so, yeah, time for for me, I can I can point the camera at anything and it'd be 
interesting. You know, I can go and see like a Piper coming and be interesting. I can go and see um, a seven three seven that's on the delivery flight and it'd be interesting. Um, so maybe for me, maybe I'm sort of too far the other way. Maybe the phrase "interesting" is sort of lost on me because all of it is interesting, and that's really a really boring sort of vanilla thing to say. But there's not well, one part of aviation that I think. Mm-hmm. That's the solace that I take on a day out of the fence is that ostensibly any aircraft that I see I'll be interested in to a certain extent. You know? Yeah. So I mean it's, even if even if you go to a, like like a local airfield just because you've got a quiet Sunday, it's probably better than just sat at home, you know. It's like when when me and Sam went to Presswick and we only saw yeah. of interest to Hercules a lot of people go well that was a crap day but I found it interesting two, two Hercules that bar a few lumps and bumps are basically identical to what you'll see at Bryce exactly. Morton every single day but to me it's an old they, they were old Hercules that were you know you don't see that often I found them interesting I think if you go um, in spotting or something like that though the, as, as well as what you just said it is also the fact that you're it's, it's like a day out isn't it and you're with somebody sense of occasion yeah and I mean, I was thinking I, I, when I went to Birmingham Airport the other day, I was only there for half an hour, say, but I really enjoyed it. Obviously, not much going in at the minute, um, but I would have loved to have taken some time and gone like the next week or so, just for a couple of hours in the afternoon or something like that. And it doesn't matter what would have been coming in, but I, you know, I would have taken a photo, would have enjoyed mm. anything. It, it's, yeah. it's civil stuff. I'm not really into airlines and things and I know a lot of people really are there's there's a lots of people that follow me on Flickr and I you know I do follow them as well because they've got really nice photos of civil stuff and it's just pleasing to look at I think from a photographic point of view mm. and yeah you know, I would like to go and and do that but yeah it there's just so much variation in there because you start going into your military versus civil airliners and then your, your spam cans and things as well that it, there's just a, a myriad of, of things aren't <laughs> Sam no need to hang yourself <laughs> he's off he's gone you Don't mentioned civil we've spoken about civil aviation for about 10 minutes now he's off to, what the hell's he doing <laughs> give it up I thought he was going to go through the floor then. sorry my upstairs neighbours are doing this like scraping against the floor and doing all this that's scraping sex, and noise it's Sam. really weird sorry that's called sex like don't disturb them now that's <laughs> <laughs> I've got nothing to say. Sorry, I was just... no, it, <laughs> we were all waiting for like waiting for this. You know, Sam's opinion on it. Well, it, interesting. You mentioned the Rafale. Um, let's let's take um, something else as well. Like I said, like you guys said before, like I love Merlins. I just think they're um, uh, they're a really good looking aircraft, and they'll be around for another mm. at least ten years. Probably, probably, probably a little bit longer, given that you know um, things are, are shifting. So there's not such a rarity value to catch them. All right, you know they're they're being converted into HC4s at the moment, so they're all going grey rather than the green ones. But I just think they're a beautiful helicopter, um, and I just like that. So same with the Rafale. Um, I'd be more interested in taking a picture of a Rafale than a Typhoon because, um, notwithstanding the rarity value, I've taken plenty of pictures of Rafales. I just think it's a a more visually appealing subject as well, and I think that there's definitely some crossover between um, charisma and 
aircraft beauty. But saying all of that, I'll caveat it that I'm one of those weird people that actually doesn't find many aircraft um, actually beautiful. I think they're very cool and awesome and functional and they look great. Yeah. But I don't find many aircraft at all actually beautiful. Well, that's another discussion we've yeah, had in our group well, chat yeah. a few times, and I've very much laboured the point about people getting confused between capable and beautiful. Oh, but beautiful, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not, um, it looks pretty, not beautiful. Or I, and I actually cool, agree sorry, with Tom. I, I, I think... Or something that, can yeah, look complete not. shit and just still be really good. An Apache or an AT. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. A lot of things can be cool. So I'm, I'm changing tack slightly, and this is something I, I, I happened to see on Twitter right before we started recording. Um, there's definitely something to be said for operators and, and that element of rarity. And I, I know, sort of, in the civil world, if you look at sort of rare airlines suddenly cropping up at a at a um, um, an airport at, at an airport. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's the word. Um, cropping up at an airport that hasn't gone before, or if you look at say something like F-16s, like I'm not, I'll you know, happily say I'm probably one of the world's least biggest. F six that's an awful way of putting it. I'm not that bothered by F sixteens, but when I was in Brazil one time and saw Ch- Ch- Chilean F sixteens, I was all over them because when are you gonna see Chilean F sixteens? And that sort of thing. So rarity in operator is, is pretty cool. And I'm I'm gonna put it in our voice chat, um sorry, in our WhatsApp chat, uh, for you guys to see it as well. And it's it was a tweet saying the Republic of Artsakh, which Artsakh, which has been in the news quite a lot recently, is the uh, Nagorno Karabakh which is obviously what is all the Armenian and Azerbaijan kicking off stuff. And it was a tweet saying that the, <clears throat> the Republic of Artsakh actually has its own air force, um, consisting of two Zenith Stoll CH-701s. Now, this is a plane that if I saw that at a, I don't know, an Elstree or an airfield somewhere, I'd, it, I'd probably look at it and think, oh, it's a fairly chonky-looking plane, but it's just a sort of a <laughs> spammy... Is it chonky? You know, spammy... It's fairly chunky. Chunky wheels. But it's, otherwise, it's just a spammy sort of, you know, v, you know, rough landing type aircraft, and I really wouldn't pay much attention. You slap a, <clears throat> you slap the flag of a, an unrecognised breakaway republic, and a, a an NK registration on it, and I'll come my trousers over it because it's absolutely mental. <laughs> it's got this mili- this this fake military stuff on it for this country that doesn't exist. And it, it's, it just got me thinking, sort of in advance of this podcast, how an absolutely nondescript type, no offence to any Zenith employees listening, an absolute nondescript type aircraft that suddenly becomes, you, 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 would, you would, you know, walk hours across a desert to get a photo of it if you could, because it's so rare and so weird and awesome to see. Um, and that sort of, yeah... It's, I, I weird think, planes with weird operators. I think the best example of that, which probably a lot more people can apply for, because maybe unless you're listening to this and you then Google what a Zenith, even I can't remember what it is, seven oh Zenith Stoll CH seven oh one. I'll put a link to it in the in the description of the podcast. I mean, I maybe. sadly know what it is because I'm a boring geek, but um, I think the best example of that um, sort of thing is when we look at. Um, when the Irish Air Corps used to have their Cessna 172s. It, the Cessna 172 is, you know, as vanilla as GA as it comes. But then the fact that... I well, mean, as, we, uh, as we found out, it's the most, the most uh, produced. produced plane in the world. Yeah, cheers, Tom. <laughs> um, 
But when you when you slap. <laughs> <laughs> Plugging. I wish we videoed this instead. It'd be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> keep, keep going. I'm... What's the what what, oh. what? No, no, no. What 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 are you looking at right now, Tom? What fact? Do you really want me to say? Yes. Okay. Say it. All right. The longest six-iron drive. Apollo 14 astronaut Alan Shepard made the longest what? drive of his golfing career when he teed off the lunar surface in 1971. With the help of the gravitational pull of only one-sixth of Earth's and an atmosphere almost devoid of air resistance, Shepard's drive would have shamed even Tiger Woods. Just how far did it go? In Shepard's words, miles and miles and miles. What a poet. <laughs> <laughs> and no one could dispute it. <laughs> That's the best bit. <laughs> I was on the move. Were you there? No. <laughs> he could have just—he could have just rolled it three inches and just be like, "Ah, oh, for miles." Just slipping a golf ball out the bottom of his uh, bottom of his spacesuit. <laughs> yeah. Go all the way to the moon. You still un- still end up in the bunker. <laughs> Literally, that's an edit. Um, they were faked anyway. Um... <laughs> what? <laughs> All the moon landers are fake. Oh, God. Um, yeah, no. As... Dom David Icke. Airplanes. <laughs> wow. Dom Vickery. <laughs> <laughs> this, this podcast is going to lose me in my job. <laughs> oh, I've hardly spoken and I've already lost my job. Brilliant. Uh, anyway, what was I saying? Um... Aeroplanes. Yeah, Irish, Irish Aeroplanes. Yeah, um, they're, you know, pretty dull, but then you paint them dark green and you slap an Irish Aircall round along them and yeah, everyone was desperate to see them agree. at Riyadh and obviously they never turned up whilst I was going to Riyadh. But yeah, it's, you know, I'd have given a left testicle to see one of those. Just going back to Ian's point, the future generation, do you think it's really sad that they're going to be really excited over an F-16? No. I, I mean, I... I... I'm already embarrassed for them, to be honest. <laughs> I don't think it's sad because because otherwise I have to accept that it's sad that I get excited or that I got excited over tornadoes and sea kings when you know there was buccaneers, lightnings, and jags. Mm. So if yeah. we if we feel sorry for the younger generation, we have to hate ourselves. No, no, I'm I'm happy being fine with my generation and hating the zoomers. <laughs> Zoomers. Zoomers. I'm absolutely fine with that. Oh, the right. Zoomers, the just, next generation. Zoom, zoom. Just, and just they, hate everyone. And they got shit memes. There are, sorry Ian, I'll, I'll let you get to the thing. Um, but there are plenty of 16, 17 year olds who are very, very competent photographers on Instagram who have only picked up photography in the past 18 months. Um, never saw tornadoes. And they're commenting things like, oh, I would love to have seen mm. a tornado. And it's like, oh crikey, already? Mm. Like that was only 2019, January 2019 when they went. Um, and there were already people who are very, very good aviation photographers who've never seen tornadoes. Um, so, you know, that is weird and, ho- and very sad. Well, it'll come there's, quick. There's, there's, in every generation, there's bound to be people like us that you know were born and like, oh, you know, I'd love to have seen a lightning, blah blah blah. You know, it's, it'll go on generation by generation. Surely it has to. To be fair, it's going to be a long time before F-16s are gone. Even even as obviously Belgium and the Netherlands and the Scandinavian countries are getting rid of theirs, Romania and Poland and which Scandinavian and countries have F-16s? Denmark, Norway. <laughs> you know, edit that out. Edit that out. Two of the, two of the, two of the, the very first operators of the type. Which is, which is why they're oh. going to be the first ones. I'm interested in aviation. I know yeah, everything but, about but, aviation. Yeah, but yes, Slovakia's taking them on, and Bulgaria's getting new F-16s. 
and they're going to be around for a long time. Yeah. Greek ones are, are you know, obviously top tier ones. So yeah. So there, it has to be said, F, not that it undermines Tom's point, but F16s are going to be around for a long time. That I don't think you, you th- those those that generation that is going to be uh, pining over seeing F16s is going to be us as well. All right then. So here's a question: What's going to be the, what's likely to be the um, the frontline fighter that's going to be um, retired in the you know nearest future? Like, how are you? I mean, that means, uh, I mean, something that we see on a regular basis. Like, for me, it would be something like a Legacy Hornet. Like, surely... Do we see them on a regular basis? Quick. Well, I mean, you've got Swiss... Fit- Spanish. Spanish. Yeah, Swiss, fair Finnish, enough. I've embarrassed myself there, haven't I? Finnish, Spanish, Swiss, yeah. Um, yeah, there'll be the Legacy Hornets, um, Tornadoes. Hmm. Um, AMX is uh, not strictly a fighter, but, sorry? you know, if we're... Chuck them in that category. You say AMX. Yeah. Yeah, but they're they're way worse wor- than Hornet. Uh, but then it, but then you start splitting hairs like gripping C's and D's. Although you know there was a press release the other day that said they might go on for longer. But say gripping C's and D's. Oh, because the E's and F's are going to be so much. Woo. Same with the Hornets. You know they're they're going to be replaced either by the yeah. F35 or other Hornets. Mm. Um, yeah. So it starts getting very niche. Um, Plenty of other stuff. Um, I, I, like like up, upgraded variants where they are technically the obviously a thing. new build aircraft with different innards, but essentially effectively the same on the outside. Yeah. Like yeah, grip grip and ease and super hornets. I don't I'm, I wouldn't count them as different. <laughs> there's, there's plenty of stuff that's not frontline fighters though. Um, there's loads of stuff going. Um, well, Transals uh, are on their way out. Yeah. Transals, Casa 101s, Legacy Hercules, um, PC sevens. Well, uh, loads of trainers. Um, Alouettes still going. They're not long for the chop. Sea Kings around. And H90s. And then, but, um, but and, and but then you've got types like PC th- uh, P3s, Zales. which are going to be uh, seem to be having even more of an extension of life. People places like Greece actually bringing them back from retirement. Yeah. Plus the um, there was the one on podcast you did with Dave Walton mentioned the uh, P3 that uh, has been brought back. Yes, a warbird now, yeah. yeah. Oh, in, in Australia, yeah. 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 <laughs> Sorry, i got a bit of lag on here. You've all frozen. It, se- it seems to me that um, the height of... Cold... Ian, Ian's still hearing us talking about the Russian Spitfire. <laughs> Sorry, Tom. Ian G That's okay. on the forum. It... <laughs> <laughs> Ian's, like, Ian's like, oh, Lance, hang on, let me make you a cup of tea before we start. Um, uh, it seems to me... I thought this for for a number of years anyway, but it seems to me that um, the height of the Cold War, the seventies and the eighties, um, resulted in the peak aircrafts, military aircraft designs that we see now, um, and stuff that's now replaced is more uh, is is not hard stuff. It's all software upgrades, you know, like. Um, talk any aircraft that's been upgraded in the past 10 20 years and it's like oh yeah well you know cosmetically it looks exactly the same but inside it's a completely new thing it's all mm. digital now so maybe in terms of physical aircraft we reached a sort of peak i mean of course you know you'll end up having to replace them eventually which is why we've got tempest and the b21 and um, f35 and everything else but um and fcas whatever that turns out to be and all, all of the other ones um but it seems like that's critical design periods 
just had such longevity. I mean, how long the B the B there's some B fifty twos that are on course to hit their hundredth birthdays, which is mad. Mm, yeah. um, because the upgrades have changed from physical machines into non physical data and software. Mm. So, I've got a question for you guys. Um, answering whatever order you want. What aspects of aviation don't you find interesting, if any? I know, Tom, you've said, like, uh, you know, a day at the fence, uh, you know, any, any aircraft that you walk away with um, first class off is interesting. But is there anything that you like, you'd seem to like? Mm. I mean, the, 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 the classic answer is general aviation. Hand gliding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, no, I'm joking. Microlights, things like that. I just I don't find that exciting or scintillating, and and I feel bad when I say things like that because there are a lot of people who spend a lot of time designing new ones and, um, you know, cutting edge technologies go into them, and and a lot of people love to fly them, and I'm sure they are great fun, and and I wouldn't want anyone listening to this who designs a microlight and produces them for a living thinking, oh, yeah, that's why that's my life's work. Drones and UAVs. Dro- yeah, ship. drones. Dro- UAVs for me just. Uh, what about I, that big old chunky Russian one? Big old chunky but, Russian. One. <laughs> what? Oh, even that one. even even more than drones, the thing that disinterests me the most in all of aviation is fuckers at the fence that swear they've seen a B fifty two barrel rolling at hundred feet, popping out flares and chucking in some fucking tomahawks into Baghdad whilst they were at Fairford. But you know, he was the only guy at the fence, and the pilot said. Uh, this is one for Jeff at the fence. I can see you there. That's what disinterests me the most. Sounds like your uh, <laughs> your golf swing on the moon story, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Um, no, um, I think for me, unmanned aviation is un- un- not fussed. I think for me, unlimited arrows. Okay, it's really? Just, yeah, I mean, I, I can. It is impressive. Don't get me wrong. But I can easily just switch off from it. Is it because is that is that the aircraft itself that you don't find interesting, or is it is it that it's at a height, what sort of altitude? Sorry, that you know it makes it not quite as engaging, or yeah, I, I just think, and it's the noise of it as well. Like, eh. <laughs> They've all got that same <laughs> engine picture. <laughs> um, Ian, can, I don't know, can, I just, can I just, that just be the intro? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah re- replace the noise in the. Can you do it for about fifteen seconds, please. Which oh. is the unlimited aerobatics type with Dom's going. <laughs> wow, I don't know. I don't. I've never really looked into why it's not interesting. It's just not mm. interesting. No, I, 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 that, but that's the funny thing, isn't it? That's what I was saying earlier about how it's. Uh, it goes without saying that it's subjective, but it's such a hard thing. With Tom, Tom was saying it more. I think it's such a hard thing to pin down. Yeah, it's. Yeah, but that's what makes it special as well, isn't it? You know, you you can't you can't really list reasons why you um, why you love someone. And if you if you could, perhaps you don't love them. You just have a very a set of good pros. You know, um, maybe the fact that you can't set out why you like something is what makes it special. I hate it when people who, with the best will in the world, say, "Ah, oh, so what's your favourite plate?" And I'm like. Yeah. What's your, yeah. your favourite food? Curry. Well, actually, yep. people, people have a favourite food. Well, yeah, well, 
All right, well, you know, but the point is, is that it's so hard to pin something down. It's like I just like aviation. I like the concept of it. I like, it. and and some days I like X, and other days I like Y. Yeah, you know. Mm. Um, I I I I've always said that to people. It's like you can't. It's very difficult to answer. Oh, I just and say, it changes I just say Concord because everyone knows Concord, and then and then <laughs> they shut up and just, you, know. you can shut up. Oh, yeah, I'm glad we haven't gone down the route of this podcast of saying like, what Dan, what's your favourite plane? Because the, you know, there's. I, I wouldn't be able to give you an answer. The Dash 8. Dash sorry, Q400. Dash 8, Q400. Yeah, we all fucking know. It's either the Dash 8 or the PA28. <laughs> I would be briefly touching it, but you, you can't deny, hands down, there are some aircraft that are better looking than others. Um, you know, spoke about the Hunter and stuff like that. I didn't appreciate it until it was too late, and it, it is a very fine looking piece of machinery. But I, I've got a fascination with things like the XB70 and, and stuff like that because that's just a mm. colossal plane. And you know, reading about it, it actually getting something like that up in the air and then just just everything about it. And yeah, I would say it's one of one of my favourites. I'd love to see the one that's in the museum in the states. But things like the Blackbird and, and stuff as well. You know, they 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 look the part, and they it, it is. You know, probably your favourite for a lot of people, but then in the same light, I like a seven five seven because they just look nice and sleek, and mm. it's you know obviously a lot of individual choice. The looks do go into it. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, as, as I say, I'm, I'm just glad that we haven't gone down the route of favourite aircraft because we just end up having a big fight, I think, over everything. And even if you say to or somebody asks you on the fence or or whatever, um, what they're favorite plane is there's always somebody that will uh, would argue against you and yeah not like put you down but sort of say well no actually i think your plane shit this one's better that sort of thing so i've got a question for sam 2160 or a b1 2160 every day of the week (laughs) basically the same plane though aren't they sam well one's a good looking rare exotic type from a a cool country and the other's just b1b oh i was expecting more of a bike I'm going to fine. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know what to say. I mean, there, there, there's no competition. I mean, what, other other than the uh, of passing similarity, I don't know why you would even mention them in the same breath. In fact, it's an insult to the two one sixty to ask to, to to draw the comparison. Triggered. <laughs> <laughs> there's your bite, Tom. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. One one is the most one of the most beautiful, graceful, elegant bombers ever created. And the other looks like a Neanderthal. Which one's which? We'll leave that to you. Yeah, let's make let's make that competition. Which which one do you think I'm calling uh, the most beautiful bomber in the world? Tweet us your answers at UK Airshow Review, uh, or on Instagram or Facebook at the same uh, handle. Uh, our website for all our airshow reviews, features, and other topics of interest is airshows.co.uk, and you can join the forums at forums.airshows.co.uk. It's been another episode of the UK Airshow Review podcast. Goodbye, and see you again next week. <laughs>